Michael Rohr joining us here in the Freak Nation for the first time. Good to get him in here. And, Michael, there's, we were telling you just before you went live, there's, a, there's one reason why we wanted to get you in here is our association with Lucas Oil. Well, Lucas, Oil, Lucas Oil started their own damn TV network, started their own production company, and now they've got feature films out there, and you're one of the beneficiaries with Bennett's War from Lucas Oil. That's, a, that's badass, Michael. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. First of all, thanks for having me. And, sure. Uh, yeah, I mean, Forrest Luke is a very, obviously very ambitious man uh, and, and uh, he's very sweet, man. Very great, great dude. I got a chance to spend some time with him. And uh, I think they're doing some great things over there just for the, for the racing industry generally. And, uh, you know, moving into doing films now, it's great to bring some more exposure to the sport. Well, we, let's talk a little bit about your role in Bennett's War because, my goodness, you are a motocross racer. Let's just flat out check that off, put it on your resume now. How long did I it take sure you? Am. Right? How long did it take you to learn how to drive these powerful bikes? Well, I've been on bikes before, so fortunate I was. I was able to kind of come in with a with a bit of a skill set. Now, these bikes I have not been on, like a K, a KTM, for instance. Mm-hmm. I mean, I said it before, like the power to weight ratio on things. These are bikes that need to be respected. They can be very dangerous yes. uh, if you don't know what you're doing. But, oh my God, so much fun and so sexy. So, But short answer, I had no time. I think I had <laughs> a day. We were like, all right, you better figure this out because we're rolling tomorrow. And uh, that's just kind of the way it goes sometimes <laughs> in the business. So uh, I was able to kind of get the seat pretty quick. Um, but yeah, I mean, I can't remember the last time I had as much fun shooting anything. So basically a day to get to learn how to ride one of these 450s or 250s. Yet, like you said, power to weight ratio, incredible, but also Mm. everything else that you had to research about this war. I mean, being an injured veteran, I mean, there's a lot of emotion that went into this role for you as well. Yeah, it it, it was a very challenging role. And that was one of the things that really drew me to it. And I've said it before, it's, it's really kind of the way I approach it as an actor, but also, I think the audience might have a similar experience. It's really three movies in one. You know, there's a moto aspect, the military aspect, and the farming life aspect. And I think that's one of the, I mean, that's what, at least from what I've heard from the feedback and what my first read on the script was, is that's one of the, the really beautiful things about the story is there's elements to it. There's layers to it. And each character in the story, you know, they're, they're all kind of fighting their own war. Uh, and that's really what it's about. I think there was a sense that this is a war movie and it's not, you know, Mm -hmm. of course the title's Bennett's War, but it's, you know, it's about the war this man's facing coming back home. It's not necessarily, you know, uh, a war movie. His name is Michael Rourke. And of course you can see the movie Bennett's War on Netflix. And you look at the description of the movie. And when we first saw the trailer to this in 2019, I had no idea about the Army Motorcycle Unit. I, I, mm. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't realize yeah. this. And and these are special bikes. The research that I did on this, the, you can't hear these bikes coming or going, can you? Oh, dude, it is so sexy. These bikes are right. so sexy. Like it's just like a little hum beneath you. Like it's <laughs> they make no. They're called zero bikes. They make next to no noise, and they ride so smooth, no matter what the terrain is. And uh, yeah. I was not aware of that myself until I started doing more research on it. But yeah, it's a very real thing. You look at the track that you were, that most of the, the riding was filmed on. It's Glen Helen and the yeah. legend that is Glen Helen. It's like walking into a Warner brothers studio lot and thinking about all the actors that have been a part of these different sets, but the legends that have run on that track that Michael Rourke was out there pretending that he was a badass motocross pilot. <laughs> it's, it's crazy. The, the amount of 
of talent that have run on that. Do you know the history of that track at all? I became a little bit more aware of it, but uh, you could feel it. I could mm-hmm. feel just stepping on it. And it's such a dynamic landscape out there. It's so beautiful, and I think it really shines on camera as well. There's there's a shot of, and again, I don't know if it's you. I know you did some riding on that track. There's We've named that that Monster Hill the, the mm. so many different names. Did you actually have a chance to attempt to go down that thing that's about 10 stories tall? In a million years, the, the production would not let me do <laughs> <laughs> There's just no way. I don't care. Unless you're Tom Cruise. Yeah. You're not getting on a bike and riding that thing if you think you're going to call yourself the lead of a film. It just ain't going to happen. Really? I mean, Forrest, Forrest <laughs> Lucas is an outlaw. Forrest <laughs> Lucas has said, Michael, get your ass on that bike and come on down here, boy. <laughs> you know, if if, if, if if old man Lucas would have said it, I would have given it to a college try, but uh, I don't know how it would have turned out for the first time. Yeah, and then Charlotte would be standing behind him going, oh, Forrest, no, we're not doing this. Oh, you be nice to that young man. That's so sweet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they are so great. <laughs> they are great. Uh, you know, I was uh, when I was promoting the film, I got a chance to stop uh, over at their place over in Indiana, and uh, they're just so hospitable. They're such such lovely people. They're they're to everyone. They're always so kind and 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 so uh, it's just very endearing couple, very endearing family. Well, they've got one of the biggest Indy five hundred parties every year. Granted, this year is a very different year. As soon as we can get that race back on track, are you now kind of a motorhead because of this movie? Might we see oh, you yeah. at some motocross races? Of course. I mean, I my biggest regret with this with the whole thing was I did not keep the bike. Mm-hmm. And the only reason I didn't keep the bike is because at the time I didn't have anywhere to keep it. Otherwise, I would have just bought it and kept it in a garage somewhere. Uh, yeah, first chance I get, I want to do a little bit more riding. It's just. You know, it's it's not the easy. You got to really have the time to get out there and ride on weekends and, and really get into the sport. And I do anticipate doing that in the future. Uh, I, I, I became a fan. I've always been a fan, but I became a much bigger fan uh, through kind of walking in these shoes. Actual actor Michael Rourke joining us here in the Freak Nation. Bennett's War, you may know him from Magic Mike and others. Roped, of course, and again, you can catch it on Netflix. You talk about Bennett's War, and it's it's not a war movie. It's about you and the character and your war of coming back and dealing with injuries and family issues and lack of money. Did you have any relationships or did you hear from any veterans during the filming or after the filming of Bennett's War? Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, before, during, and after. Uh, you know, we have a, a bike crew of that MX. I'm not sure if you're familiar with them. They, we we uh, feature them in the film as well. Um, but yeah, there, I, I've had vets, you know, active, um, you know, all, all different walks have, have approached and have reached out and put some really wonderful stories, um, that really, you know, it's, it's one of the reasons why I love doing this and why I, I love doing film because it, it, there's such a, it, it can be such an audience and it can reach mm-hmm. people. So, you know, in all corners of the globe and I've, we heard so many beautiful stories about how it helped them, um, you know, relive the, both the good and the bad. And so if it can help heal, that's great in the same way that it can help entertain. And, um, yeah, that's one of the things that I've really walked away being very, very grateful for that this was able to touch so many vets. Michael Rourke joining us in the Freak Nation. Now, what is next for you? We are in such odd times, obviously. 2020 has been Mm. such a strange year. But the pandemic has shut down 
at one point, all Hollywood productions. Now I see tiny ones per- cropping up around the world. But what's next for you? And, and what are you able to do right now? Well, funny enough, as soon as I hop off this call, I've got a, a call back for another film coming up. <laughs> we're moving to a more remote business. We were already kind of doing it, but I think this is going to expedite everything. So usually the way this would work is, you know, you have, call, you have auditions in the room and you have callback sessions with producers and yada, yada. Well, I have a producer session on Zoom after this uh, for a film that would be coming up. I don't know when we're going to start rolling cameras again. I mean, there's all kinds of angles that have to be sorted out with that. Mm-hmm. But it will start happening again. Um, I'm assuming by the end of the year. I was about to start two more movies in March. Oh. Uh, I can't say what they are, but right. they were pretty, you know, fairly high-profile projects that both got shut down. So that was a bit of a, you know, that was obviously disappointing. But, you know, no one was unaffected by what we're dealing with. So we'll see. Uh, we'll see what comes around the bend. In some ways, you know, as an actor, I could say, I would love it to be a more remote business where, you know, you don't have to always feel like you have to go into a room and then audition in front of producers. And a lot of times it's not really necessary. You know, it just isn't like, so we'll see, we'll see, we'll see what happens. Um, you know, everyone's, everyone's itching to get back to work. Mm. You know, it doesn't matter what the industry. Yep. Actor Michael Rourke, you know him from Bennett's War. It was a feature film released in theaters in 2019. And now you can catch it on Netflix, also part of Magic Mike and many others. Got his big start with Young and the Restless. Crasher, go ahead. Well, are you able to keep your Magic Mike physique? Or is this, Are you? do you have the COVID-19 pounds? And like many of us do. <laughs> COVID-15. Month, let me tell you, I was just... <laughs> I went to, the, you know, everyone was hitting the shelves at the grocery store, but I was just like, I want comfort for this, comfort for that. Yep. Across the board, I'm from the Midwest, so I've got, you know, we got a sweet tooth up there. I was eating everything in sight. Uh, I was enjoying myself some some beer at home, but after a, after a while, I'm like, all right, well, this ain't going to last. So I kind of got back into my routine a little bit, and uh, I'm staying pretty healthy now. Um, and, you know, once I open the trails, I'm out here in L.A., once they opened the trails back up, that was it was great to kind of be able to get back outside and, and do what I can do. But yeah, I don't have any weights at home. I don't have anything like that. So you know, everything that I'm doing at home is really just whatever I can do with like a pull up bar and and you know so, some push ups, sit ups, that kind of thing. Pull up bar, like come on, man! You, you, you don't have room for a bike. You don't have room for weights. What are you going to lean to off of uh, in West LA? What the hell's going on? I'll tell you what. Before you know it, I'm just going to be dropping a tent out there in Glen Allen. Like I don't, I don't really need much. I don't need much. I just got my Wrangler and uh, and a bed to sleep at night. That's all I need. And thinking about the the Zoom auditions now or interviews, think about just th- just think about this for a minute. You know. You're up for a major role in Magic Mike, and you've got to get on Zoom and 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 dance, and, 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 dance, dance. and read on <laughs> looking at an iPad. Yeah, come on, Rourke, that'd be hilarious, bro. <laughs> come on, Rourke, dance. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, it's one of those things where you got to be able to you just got to be able to figure it out. Look, auditioning in a room sucks mm-hmm. it's no better like it's it's a vacuum uh nothing really can replace the film ex- you know being on set or being on stage so the auditioning experience it kind of in itself is already flawed so it's we're just doing the best we can now if, if it means you know i guess for the types of roles i read as well um you know i think it gets a little bit easier once you have a bit of a body of work behind you because the team can kind of send over my reel send over my past mm-hmm. work 
and it is a small business. So a lot of like, you know, the casting directors and producers, usually the ones that are kind of in, who are kind of swimming around circling us for certain projects. They're already kind of familiar with my work. So a lot of times it's probably to make sure there's a meeting of the minds as far as, you know, the creative, what story we're trying to tell, what kind of character we're trying, we're trying to build. When you landed the role on Young and the Restless, was it a process of first interview, second interview, then, of course, that final interview to get that role? Yeah, that was, uh, I mean, I must have auditioned for that show, I don't know, a dozen times, who knows how many times over the course of a couple of years. And I had kind of written it off. I was just like, sure, yeah, whatever, I'll go read for him. I never really thought anything was going to happen with it. And then they got serious and wanted about, about wanting to bring me in, and I went straight to test for, for it. And that's probably one of the biggest testing rooms I've seen. There was about 30 people in the room oh. uh, at the studios for that. And, um, yeah, it's you never know what to expect. Like, I could walk in a room, and it can be like a little closet with like a casting assistant and a camera. With a test, usually it can be anything. But I was not expecting that many people to be in the room. But, yeah, it doesn't really matter to me because – and when I do what I'm doing, it doesn't matter if there's one person or 50 people, but it was, uh, that was definitely not a, uh, a week testing <laughs> <laughs> experience. It was fun though. I had a, I had a great time on that show. Bennett's war on Netflix, magic Mike and others. Michael Rourke joining us here in the freak nation. You're also an attorney and it's a serious question. Being an attorney, there's a certain amount of confidence that you have to have to be an attorney. Has that helped you at all in acting and preparing for a role? Oh yeah. I think I, you know, I, I think it's it's kind of something in life generally. One thing kind of leads to the next and builds to the next. And now, and um, in my legal training, I, I used to say, I mean, I I always has, I still do have a lot of a lot of interest, a lot of drive, a lot of discipline. But there's nothing that really kind of helped me, I guess, just galvanize my discipline and my intellect, like having to get through law school and pass the bar exam and 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 really set out to climb that mountain. And so, and then, you know, obviously you're being trained to, to more than anything, uh, to think analytically, you know, layered reasoning when you're in, when in law and, and taking the law exams and the bar exam and, and the way you kind of approach the profession. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when I approach a script or I approach a story, it's, you know, I always, I was drawn to the very layered characters and that's what I try to do when I, when I'm creating a character, when I'm telling a story. So yeah, it's, uh, it's a big part of it. And also when I was in law school, you know, there was, uh, you know, I was on trial team as well. And, and trial team is really acting. You know, yes. one thing that they would teach on trial team is, <laughs> you know, uh, trial attorneys, I don't know, maybe some trial attorneys would disagree with me out there. But, like, a lot of times a jury doesn't know what you're talking about. And it comes down to likability. So a lot of it is presentation and helping them try to understand what might otherwise be difficult legal concepts. So, yeah, there's a lot of, a lot of things I learned uh, on that journey. Um, and I still do things uh, with the law degree, you know, I still love it with producing and, and things in business as well and, and entertainment. So, yeah, yeah, it helps me every day. Well, man, this has been awesome. Michael, thank you for doing this, bud. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, uh, yeah, thanks for thanks for promoting the film. And, but, uh, yeah, yeah, thanks for having me, guys. And uh, anytime, reach out anytime. Right cool. on. Michael, thanks for doing this, bud. All right. You guys have a good one. Stay safe.